your sensei! The views and opinions expressed on Nerds and Beer are solely those of the hosts and guests who clearly know just enough to be dangerous. Please do not try this at home. This is where the fun begins. No more Yankee, my Winky. Thank you Yo. for joining. Hey, thank you. We'll go. <laughs> Nobody said, Nobody said anything. So I, I started talking and you cut me off. Well, welcome back to right. another episode. <laughs> We, we need to do like a blooper special. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're just one big blooper special. <laughs> so we are back. Um, it may be a week for you guys, but it's literally been minutes since we ended our last episode. Um, we are back to talk about chapter mm. 14 of The Mandalorian, which uh, was the entitled Tragedy. tragedy. Now, as soon as when Nines and I were watching it this afternoon, as soon as that title came on, <laughs> Nines just said, oh, was no. She, was she thinking of the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> I actually said that. I'm like, have you heard? Of <laughs> That's what McClunky said. <laughs> yeah, I said all right when it started. Yeah. Yep. And I told him to shut his shut mouth. To <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so. This takes off where um, Ahsoka had sent our two heroes, yep. uh, Din and Grogu, yep. off to, is it Tython, yep. the name of the planet? To, uh, for uh, Grogu to go sit on this little magic Jedi rock to yep. contact um, someone in the Force and to kind of prove whether right. he right. should be trained or should not be trained. Now. Did you guys think, I know we're jumping right into things. We don't have our usual banter <laughs> at the start because we did that an hour ago. Uh, did you guys think that he was going to contact a Jedi? And then if so, who do you think, who did you I think thought was it was gonna either going to be Luke Skywalker or Cal Kestis that would show up. I think those are the two biggest options right now, or either of those two. So uh, you said Cal. Right. But for the listeners who aren't familiar with the games, timeline stuff, explain who Cal is. So Cal was this character that was very traumatized. Oh, excuse me. After the events of Order... <laughs> Sorry, I choked on a peanut there. <laughs> so, so he was sort of traumatized after the events of Order 66, after his master sort of just died right in front of him and his... Like his clones, he called friends, sort of just started shooting at him. Uh, he goes into hiding, and he soon later has to go out of hiding because, you know, he just had to. In a way. Mm-hmm. Um, now he kind of uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. His story kind of mirrors almost that of a Kanan Jarrus, right? He was a Padawan to a Jedi Master, and his Jedi Master right. was gunned down. And he sort of, he meets up with this, uh, the, these, um, like, they, these people save him in a way, and one of them is actually a former Jedi. Do you remember her name? Uh, Seer, I think was her name. And then they sort of go on a quest. Did, uh, did you Seer, say her, her, I think her name, her name was. was Sierra? 
Oh, I thought she was like married to. Uh, <laughs> so then they go on this quest to find the. That's, that's Ciara. Thank you. <laughs> that is good. They go on a quest on, to find this funny, Jedi man. holocron to because it, it has a list of four sensitive um, children on it, and pretty much their whole adventure is traveling through stuff like Kashyyyk and a bunch of other locations to find this. These clues that lead them to this holocron, mm-hmm. which they know where it is, but they need to find this stuff to help unlock the holocron. So he goes to like different locations. He meets up with some new people. We get some great Star Wars cameos, and then yeah. So now uh, he's a character from Star Wars uh, the Jedi movie. Fallen Order. What, what's the name of it? Does it Fallen Order? Yeah. Now. He is still, not to spoil it for people, he's still alive at the close of that game, correct? Now, the other person... Luke Skywalker and maybe his sister Leia. Now, could you, you know, for those that don't know... (laughs) Oh, oh, you know, he's uh, he's this dude. Uh, I don't know, he's pretty much what the whole Star Wars franchise, I don't know, has been circled about for like 40, like almost 40 years now. He's kind of a... So now, so you think Cal, Cal Kestis or Luke, are there any other um, runners well, in the race for you guys? I saw another fan uh, theory today that <clears throat> we know from the events of the Rise of Skywalker, uh, Last Jedi, that Leia was training to be a Jedi shortly thereafter um, the Battle of Endor, which would have been Return of the Jedi. Uh, so there, there is a thought that maybe mm-hmm. uh, Leia could be the one that comes and finds Grogu. She can sense. Obviously, we've seen her sense Luke and and Return of the Jedi and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, and she went on a train. So there's a possibility that she could sense it and come. Um, but I don't know if she would be like a forerunner, like maybe use her to bridge the gap between like I found this child. This child needs our help, and then brings it to Luke because she's like my skills aren't developed enough for it. I think that would be a pretty cool spin on it. Um, that would, but I, not I as cool as a theory that I know you want, which is go. Well, wait, wait. Now, my theories have changed quite a bit. I am go- going into this episode. Um, I was yeah. really hoping and thinking it was going to be Mace Windu. Um I am not to spoil the entire episode for what the ending is. Um, but now that I've seen the entire episode and, and, and saw what happened, I think there is only one person it could and should be. And that is the man. himself. I, I would be okay with that. Um, but okay. Now, now that we've covered who we thought or who we want it to be, because way back at the start of the season, you and I both kind of um, pined that it is going to be Luke kind of saving the day at the end of the yeah. season. Both of us, I think, kind of talked about that. Um, going into this episode, we thought that was going to be the meat on the bone of this story is what Jedi showed up or what Jedi this or what Jedi that. That had really nothing to no, do with not the really. meat of this story, did it? I feel like, they, I feel like the Jedi... Uh, no. In all of these so, episodes, it's been more like an afterthought. Like, they're just kind of there. Well, and I think that was what um, Favreau wanted. He didn't want this to be, you know, 
all about the Jedi or all about the Force. He wanted this to be more about the personalities of the characters, and that's what we're getting. We're getting the personalities of the Mando, and we are getting, you know, some side side action with the Jedi like we did with Ahsoka, um, and obviously some Force stories with Grogu. But um, we got a lot of uh, yeah. It was it was actually quite phenomenal. Um, I going back to what you said, like uh, the the Jedi have been such a predominant part of the Star Wars universe. Like basically, all the movies rotate around Jedi and the Jedi Order and the light side and the dark side. And there's so many like support characters in this story and in this universe that you don't you forget about a lot of that, and it's such a focus of it. But this series has done a phenomenal job of bringing the Jedi into it, but yet still making it not their story. Uh, Now, as much as chapter 13 was my favorite episode because it was Ahsoka Tano heavy. um, And I think this episode probably is the same thing for you in the fact that it probably has one of your favorite characters front and center for most of the episode. Um, and they didn't make us wait again, right at the start of this episode. Yeah. Um, they gave us slave one flying in to, uh, upset. The it was, uh, Boba Fett. That Another. Yeah. You saw him at the end of episode one of this new season and fans were like screaming, like, Oh my God, he's back. Like Boba's back, which was phenomenal. And I was one of those fans who was screaming and like, like just going crazy. Now keep in mind. For those that don't know, I have a tattoo on my forearm of Boba Fett in his armor. Yes. So I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was freaking out. Like, you see Slave 1 flying through the sky. I looked at McClunky when we were watching it, and he's, you know, oblivious. He's like, I don't He's like, I don't know who that is. Like, what is that ship? And then it registered with him, and he's like, oh, okay. Because we were under the impression that we saw Boba at the end of uh, Episode 1, and we probably wouldn't see him again this season. Like, you know, Mandalorian would just kind of hold on to his armor until next season because that's a pretty big storyline. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, and we weren't even sure, you know, when they gave us that teaser with Boba. Um, I kind of thought that that was going to be a lead into a Boba Fett series of his own. And that was all we were going to see of him this year, that we got this one little glimpse and then Disney Plus was going to give us a Boba Fett series in a year or two. Um, but that is not the case. We got a heavy dose of Boba, um, in this episode and, you know, he landed. And the first thing it said when, when he landed, I told nine. And that's, and that's what it was. He came back and he was looking for his armor and then just kind of got roped into the events of everything else that's happening. Uh, when, Mm -hmm. but they did, they did in one 30 minute episode more for the Boba Fett character than George Lucas did in two movies. I mean, they gave us more character development. Actually, you can roll in Attack of the Clones. So they gave us more Boba Fett character development in 30 minutes than George did in three movies because they gave us backstory. They gave us motivation. They gave us personality. Um, They gave us a lot of what we never got. Yeah, I agree with that. And it was character. it was super cool. And, you know, the, the whole episodes uh, circled around bringing Go- Grogu, excuse me, to the rock and having him send out the signal to the Jedi or make that decision if he wanted to. And, you know, th- there's a few parts of the episode that are comic relief. But, I mean, you got the kid sitting on the rock and he's sending out the signal 
And all of that, I feel, is kind of shadowed by the fact that Boba Fett came back. And you get to see in this episode, I mean, last time we saw Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, other than the end of the first episode of season two, was him flying into Jabba's sail barge and then bouncing into the Sarlacc pit. Like, he went out like a punk. Yeah, I've said that more times than I can count, is that Boba Fett, who was yeah. the biggest, baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy, went out like a bitch. Um, and we really didn't we didn't want that. We wanted to see the badass Boba. Yeah. And, they and it was that I mean, more aside from Return of the Jedi, you saw him in Empire Strikes Back at the end when they freeze Han and Carbonite. Um, he's in a few scenes where you see Slave One type thing, but you don't really see him fight. You don't see why he's the most feared and uh, strongest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Besides you know? the fact that he just looks cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, the helmet makes him look like a badass too. But uh, so you don't you don't really get any of that. And this episode, you you just get it like from the minute Slave One touches down, and then Mando goes to him to be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like their interaction, Boba's badass. Then, and I think it was to me, it was almost like a two course meal. They gave us they gave us Boba Fett badass in two courses. The first course, which I thought was all we were gonna get, was him kicking ass with just the yeah. uh, Tuscan Raider um, gaffy stick. You know that kind of heavy metal rod that he beats the living shit out of a couple stormtroopers and shatters their helmets and and that was super crap cool. Out of them that. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And then after that, I mean, you see him at one point, he takes down the stormtroopers and then he looks at the razor crest, which is the Mandalorian ship. And he's like, okay, my armor's on there. And he goes and gets it. But then, you know, as uh, Mando and Fennec Shand Shand are backed up to the rock and they're firing and you can like hear the music, like you're like something big is going to happen. And at this point as a fan, like my hands are so sweaty and I'm just like shaking, like, and then you know he's coming, like he's coming soon, and he lands. You know, you see the the mine like hit the ground and go off, and then he lands, and he's in the armor, and you're like, oh my god! Like I, me and Joe were literally texting tonight before we recorded this, and I was like, as a grown man, like I teared up and cried, like because it was that powerful, you know. And yet, you know, I have to apologize because I think I've sworn more in these last two episodes than I have in the entirety of this series. But as Nines and I were watching this tonight, when Boba Fett dropped in in his armor, I stood up from the couch. And I, I think I said something said, similar. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't think I, I said fuck yeah, but I, I yelled like I was cheering. You were like, yo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was... It was so surreal to see like this childhood character that we grew up with like back. Well, I mean, in that first episode, we kind of had a micro of that moment where we just saw um, what's his name in the Boba Fett armor. We're like, dude, yeah, that's that's the Boba Fett armor. And then to get Boba himself back in his armor and in the badass form that we always wanted. I mean, yeah, for real. And it was, it was weird because when you saw Cobb Vanth wearing the armor, you knew you were like, Hey, that's pretty dope. Like that's, that's Boba Fett's armor, but it just didn't have that excitement. But then you see 
Boba put on the armor and he steps out and the music's playing and you're like, that's Boba Fett. Like, well, you, you could tell the difference. Well, and, you know, okay, he comes in in the middle of a fight scene where Mando was doing pretty good. You know, he's he's holding his own and they're fighting. and But then they start to get overwhelmed by stormtroopers. And then Boba comes in and he's, he's like, like, hey, hold my rockets and just shit, wrecks shit on pads. <laughs> Like, he's just going full on. And he's, like, blasting people yeah, and he's hitting like people. And then, you know, the two transports that dropped out of the, the sky earlier with the stormtroopers are trying to leave. And his, like like the little gauge on the side of his helmet drops down and he pinpoints them and then shoots the rocket and hits one of them. And then Mando's like, Hey, that was a good shot. And he was like, you know, the comic relief, he was like, thanks. I was aiming at the other one, <laughs> but it was, it, it went by so quick and you were like, was at the end of it and excuse my language, don't let your kids listen to this. But at the end of it, you were like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what did I just see? And yeah, he wasn't in yeah. complete Boba Fett's, you know, armor and costume that he that he wore from the traditional that we know, but it was very much the chest plate, the helmet, the rocket, everything which made Boba Boba. And that gave us for fans like yourself and my, you know, me, that that gave us closure. Like we've always adorned this character and thought he was like the best of the best, but when we saw him growing up, he wasn't. <laughs> But now he's he's back, and he's back as he should have been, you know, being the badass that he could have and should have always been. And we got to remember, he's only – this is only four or five years separated from Return of the Jedi. So it's not like he's ancient. You know, he can go back and, you know, we can have as many Boba Fett stories now as we want. And I'm sure that we're probably – Well, that's the big rumors that they're doing a miniseries, which they – possibly been recording at the same time that they've been shooting the Mandalorian, which should take place somewhere between the events of return of the Jedi and the first episode of the Mandalorian season two that you see kind of like a, how did he escape the Sarlacc pit? What's he been up to, you know, kind of like a, I don't know, like a redneck version of uh, MTV cribs, you know? Well, and I think we're, uh, you know, the way this episode closed, we've at least probably got two more episodes of, you know, Din and Boba kind of of uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid um, to close out this season. I think that these last two episodes are going to be, you know, Boba Fett heavy because it looks like he's in it, at least for the foreseeable future, to help. You know, to not to spoil the end of the episode, but well, you can spoil uh, the end of the episode. We're talking get about Grogu back. <laughs> we we we've told people like this is a spoiler episode. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. But um, I I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I thought that that was really cool at the end that uh, Boba, who was asked like who who do you serve, like what is your creed type thing, and he was like, I serve no no man. You know, I I'm just a Guy trying to make it in the galaxy. I heard it's basically it's the exact quote that Django Fett says in Attack of yeah. Clones. Yep. So, man so that that alone right the there um, kind of changes things. And then, but to see him honor like their deal because it would have been very easy for him to be like, "I got my armor back. I'm done. I'm out. Like you're on your own." 
after the razor crest is destroyed, which I yeah. mean, you know, Moff Gideon shows up and blows, that thing blows up. it up. But every person that yeah. bought the razor crest was now looking at the razor crest and saying, Why did I buy this? <laughs> yeah. But you know, Boba could have like <laughs> just been like, I'm done. But he still follows some sort of a creed, some sort of a belief, because he's like, I promised you that I was gonna be here until the kid was safe. And he's going to honor that. So I th- I do think that we're going to have him at least the next episode. And I, I think that I think we're going to get him the final two episodes. And I think um, we're going to get and, and kind of what we saw at the end of last season is kind of a get the gang back together uh, for the last storyline. I think we're going to get these last two episodes with yep. Um, which Boba everyone Fett thought she was dead at the end of chapter five. I think it was chapter five, which kind of, which then that also confirms that that was, that was him yeah. at the end of that episode then. For sure. I think we're going to get her and Boba and I, I think they're going to go back and pick up Ahsoka and they're going to go after, go after the child and, and go after, uh, yeah, go after Moff Gideon. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> I don't I don't know. I just feel like their possibilities right now are like endless with how they're doing it. It is. And talking with nines um upstairs before I came down to record, you know, you and I talked that that I thought at the start of the season we were gonna get a Luke Skywalker saving the day somehow at the end of this this season. And I still hold true on that. I think Luke is gonna come in you know, with Grogu sitting on that rock and expending that much force energy to try to contact somebody, I think there's only one person that would be that strong in the force that he would contact, and that's that's Luke. And I think we're going to get a, a pretty cool moment somewhere where we get Ahsoka, uh, the Padawan, getting to meet the son of her master. The question is, how would Bola react to that? Because I don't know... If we remember, Luke is one of the main reasons why he doesn't have his armor. Well, no, not really. I mean, he was at the battle of, um, like, over the Sarlacc, but it was still Han that hit his jetpack and sent him flying. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was Han, but that does that does kind of open the door for hey, my best friend is Han Solo. Uh, you know, the guy that send you flying into a, you know, Sarlacc pit. Yeah. The guy, that <laughs> I did like the callback in episode <laughs> one of like where Mando hits the back of the jetpack and sends a uh, van flying from it. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he gives it to him later. Yes. And then they tell show- them I was the one that didn't go oh, good, but they show like the jetpack, like uh, some of the pictures. I don't think you can really see it in the episode, but some of the pictures that they took on set, they actually have like a section of the jetpack that was kind of like colored a little bit different <laughs> from where the, where the, uh, the con or whatever he had was the, yeah, that, when he that hit, hit it. it. Cause it like impacted it and whatever. So they like changed the coloring a little bit to look like it had been filled in and had been repaired, which was kind of funny. I like to think that was a <laughs> yeah. the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy taken down by a broom. <laughs> oh God. That's funny. This episode was amazing though. And I know 
the last episode that we recorded, you said that you your favorite episode thus far was the Jedi. Uh, I have to I have to think that this is probably my favorite episode, given the the characters that reappear, the storyline, the fact that we see Boba Fett kick ass. Um, yeah, it was probably the shortest episode in the whole series. Short but sweet. Short but sweet. Yeah, it was. But I, I will still say, okay, the the Jedi episode is still my favorite, obviously, because it was Ahsoka heavy. But this episode did more for Star Wars in thirty minutes. I'll say it again: did more for Star Wars than George Lucas did in like three movies. And I know George was a part of this. I know he was there when they were producing this. But they filled in so many pieces for us that were missing for so long. I mean, they linked up um, the trilogies, the the prequel trilogies with the original trilogies, you know, linking up Django and Boba together, giving Django's backstory some actual substance, making Django, because Django wasn't a character we got a ton of, but making Django have a history and making Django have a reason why he had that armor. And then making Boba actually care about this was my dad's armor. This was my heritage. Like they filled in so many puzzle pieces yeah. that we didn't have. This it was episode. it was awesome. It was, it was like pretty amazing. Robot chicken. <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh man. It was oh, it was really good though. <laughs> Now, not to not to totally jump out of the Boba Fett stuff, but to go ahead to the very end of the episode <laughs> when we're getting uh, Captain Douchebag 2.0, Moff Gideon, going in to gloat at Grogu in his cage. That was pretty um, dope. How awesome was uh, One of the Grogu first things, and I know people talked about it after the fact, was that uh, he was force choking somebody. <laughs> and I was like, that was one of the first things I saw when they opened the cell. And there's been a lot of... Rumors like they were like, oh, the fans of The Mandalorian are going to be super pissed off when um, Disney makes him turn to the dark side. And I was like, oh, well, he's forced choking somebody. It could be a possibility. Well, but uh, that's, I mean, that leans to why Ahsoka didn't want to train him. You know, she saw or felt fear in him and she didn't want to help him down the wrong path yeah and, and but the other the other that, side of that, that coin is that easy. well yes he could easily go to the dark side but as we heard he was taken from coruscant and then after that his memories kind of go dark you don't know for certain whether it was a jedi or possibly a sith that took him we don't know if we don't know if his memory was a race and we don't know when he sat on that rock at the beginning of this episode whether he sent a message to a jedi or if it was to a sith Right. You don't know Ooh, look who at he's you trying to deep. contact. I, I never and even thought of Given that. the force choke at the end and the, the reference to the darkness after he was taking, I don't I don't know for sure if I'm fully confident that it is gonna be a Jedi that shows up. How you know, you know she's dead, but how cool would it be? Well, I don't know how big of a fan yeah, you are, she is how dead. Cool would, it, would it have been if we had Ventress show up? Yeah, but still, yeah, I mean, there dead. could be other, you know, Sis or Sith in training, like you know your, uh, um, what do they call them? 
Inquisitors. The Night Sisters. The Inquisitors. Yeah, because they've had, you know, Maul or uh, Vader had so many of them. Palpatine had so many of them. But then it would also be cool if they tied in and they made it canon again, the Star Wars Force Unleashed Unleashed games. Thank you very much. Um, Because they could bring in, uh, you know, Sky Sky Killer. Star Killer, excuse me. And have him be part of it too. So I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities, but I don't think I don't think we should just be focusing on the fact that it could be a Jedi. I think it could be a Sith. I still think it's going to be calling it right now. Sebastian Stan coming in. With I don't know though. Don't you think that you would have heard something about him? Save the day. I don't know. I mean, he's already in the fold. Right. He's already there doing Falcon Winter Soldier. He's already at he's already at the Disney Studios. It would not be a stretch for them to come in, bring him in, do a little do a little uh makeover. And everyone's so focused right now on Spider-Man nobody 3 would know. that it would barely be a like that that could just completely have flown over people's heads. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So, yes. now we've already covered that this is your favorite episode so far. Is there anything is there anything that you would have done differently? I know it's hard for me, it's hard for me to say that they could have done anything better. I think it was pretty um, perfectly done from start. No, to I think they did pretty well. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think that I have a tough time with Moff Gideon as a fan. He strikes me as he's supposed to be a bad guy. And we had a conversation after we watched the episode here. He's supposed to be a bad guy, but he's so like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like when I see the actor, like I think of Broadway, like he should be on Broadway. I think he's just scuzzy. Well, I just I feel like he's so intelligent, and he is as a scuzzy. as a, a regular dude, like the actor himself. Like he is so intelligent, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like to make him mirror his master, I guess. Which I'm under the impression that he works for uh, Thrawn. Which... That was going to be yeah, my next so question. I think I when think you see his already Star Destroyer, if you will, or the ship he's on, it's a lot smaller than a Star Destroyer. So obviously I don't think he's in full-on command, which uh, Takuma, mm-hmm. you know, a long-time listener in Takuma. Takuma, uh-huh. I pointed out, he's watched several YouTube videos and stuff that say, Takuma. you know, Moff Gideon's ship is a lot smaller than your average Star Destroyer of somebody that's in command. So who is his master? Who is he working for? He's so well-spoken and articulates so well and is kind of like, as we're learning, like this guy who's strategic and plans, which very much is Thrawn. So, I don't know. For me, Gideon is okay as a bad guy, but to me, he just doesn't give me the, like, the angry feels, if you will. You know, I, I don't hate him when I see him. I'm like, oh, look at him. He's just misunderstood. Well, I think I think yeah. just I just think that there's the, more gives me the um, to his story in this episode though. I was kind of hoping at the end when he was walking down the hallway to Grogu 
it ended up being Grogu. I was kind of hopeful that he was going to walk to a hologram of like Thrawn or, you know, something like that, like a big, another big reveal. Uh, I was kind of disappointed with how it ended. I mean, it was cool seeing Grogu throw them, you know, the stormtroopers around stuff, but it had a feel there for a minute that I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. They've already cast Thrawn. They've already shot a scene with Thrawn. Like he's back. We don't know where Ezra is, but they're going to reveal it. And we didn't get that. So I was I was kind of disappointed about that. Mm-hmm. I just think they had already given us so much that episode. Like, they, they gave us Boba Fett and his badassery. I think that they didn't want to give us too much more at the end. The end was more like a, yeah. a prologue. Do you think the next episode is going to pick right up where this episode. one ends? Um, I think it's going to be, you know, I hate to say it. I think next episode is going to be more like just rounding up the troops that we're going to get not going to get a huge amount of action until the final episode. I think that one episode is going to be him going and um, breaking. Yeah. Getting that one dude and then go picking up Ahsoka. And I think the highlight of next episode may be Sabine. Like they're going to, they're going to get Ahsoka and we're going to get our glimpse at Sabine. So we're not going to get a ton of action until um, that finale. Like season one, you met all these characters and then at the last like episode or two episodes at the end, they all kind of paired together as like a super friends kind of mashup, you know? Um, do you think that we're going to get everybody yep. together? Meaning we're going to get Cara Dune, we're going to get Grief Karga, we're going to get Ahsoka, we're going to get uh, possibly the introduction of Sabine, and we're going to get Bo-Katan and her, her other Mandalorians. And Cobb Vanth. Too. And Cobb Vanth, maybe. I think that Mr. Brody is a smart man. I think we're going to get um, pretty close to a Super Friends episode. We're going to get, I think we're bare minimum. We're getting Cara Dune back. And I kind of get the vibe she may not survive this battle. But I think we're getting her back. I don't see Grief Karga joining the fight in this one just because he has too much going, you know, in his little fiefdom there. I think we're getting Cara Dune. I think we're getting Ahsoka. I think we're going to get a Sabine. And we're probably do you think and her band of Mary that at the end of season two that goth um, goth moth moth again? <laughs> Sorry, I've had a few dark goth. beers tonight. <laughs> do you think moth getting is going to be taken into custody? Uh, they're going to take him <laughs> down, they're going to get Grogu, but we're going to be led into who the villain is going to be for season three because I have a tough time believing that moth getting has the type of star power or villain power to carry three or four seasons of this series. I think that he is not going to get taken into custody. I think they're going to have a big battle, but he escapes, you know, with his life, um, kind of like he did last season, you know, his TIE fighter crash. But I think that, um, we talking about Moff Gideon if we thought he was going to be taken into custody or not. Yeah, yeah he was going to be. I think he's going to survive and he's going to get away. And that at the end, the very last scene of this season, you're going to get who the big bad is. You're going to get a Thrawn or, <clears throat> you know, who knows? I, I think there's no one it could be other than Thrawn. But um, I think you get that as the close of this season. Yeah, it's almost I, like our dark uh, dark saber reveal from last season. Yeah, 
it ended season one with like a whoa. Mm-hmm. I whoa. think I think he escapes. I think he still has the dark saber because I think that's going to be a key for season three. But I think that we get to see who who the man behind the curtain is. Yeah, I agree, and I hope that God. I hope it's Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch's Thrawn. <laughs> I don't think it will be, but I hope it is Thrawn. Just don't be surprised if it's Steve Buscemi, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Rhea, to our, our listeners, Rhea is my wife. She had Rhea. asked Rhea. Uh, she had asked uh, significance between uh, Moff Gideon showing the dark saber to Grogu at the end of this episode, and he was like, "Oh, you see this? You remember this?" Do you think that Grogu had something to do with the Darksaber or knows it? Or do you think it was more like a, a nod towards like, hey, do you remember lightsabers? I think it was more of a nod to lightsabers. Like, hey, do you remember, you know, do you remember seeing these? Or, you know, basically showing it was I think it was a way for him to show Grogu, uh, hey, I'm the man and you're just a little kid. Mm. I still I still based on what they've shown from Grogu in this episode. I feel like there's more to him. Like, I feel like his memories and his behaviors are somewhat, um, I don't know if, if repressed is the right word, but I feel like he's, he's holding back. Like he knows more, but it just has to be unlocked in his brain. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this is looking way down the road and maybe jumping from Mandalorian to a totally different series that we may get, or we may not get. Um, I think Grogu is going to play a part in rebuilding the star Wars galaxy, you know, not that, <clears throat> sorry, we've done a lot of talking and my voice is going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, huh. you know, the, the sequel trilogies, a lot of people were not happy with them. I myself was okay with how they went, but I think that Grogu and like I said a little bit earlier, Ezra Bridger, I think the two of them are going to be a key part in rebuilding what the star Wars galaxy should be as far as the Jedi. I think that um, Ezra is going to be what Luke should have been, and we're going to get Grogu, and they're going to incorporate Rey into this new Jedi order. And I think that's going to be part of the bigger galaxy. How's that for a reach? <laughs> that is uh, that's reaching pretty far. I I along the same lines. I think that they're going to be uh, Ezra and Grogu are going to be the future of Star Wars. But I'm going to say this right now. Filoni and Favreau need to be the ones in charge of, of Star Wars from here on out. Oh, one million percent. They need to just write whatever check it takes. Yep. Get Favreau and Filoni and give them the keys to the car, and everybody else needs to step the F off. Yep. They have given the fans what they want. They've listened to what fans are requesting, and they incorporate it. Uh, not to mention that they're fans themselves. Like they're fanboying over just the fact that they get to make these stories. And, mm-hmm. and obviously we're seeing from them and how they're directing and writing and things like that. They know the books, they know the video games, they know, you know, the legend stuff, like they're incorporating all this. One thing that we didn't talk about this episode that uh, was big in the newest chapter was the presence of the dark troopers. Yeah. You know, they came yeah. in, they came in and they were uh when they landed on the around the rock that Gogru was you know sending out the signal on and you can see that they're very much you know like droids um but you and me talked Joe before we recorded this and I don't think that that's the true dark trooper that uh Gideon wanted I think that 
you know, they want the blood from Grogu with the midichlorians and everything like that, which they nodded to, you know, the M count in mm-hmm. previous episode. Uh, they want all that so that they can inject that blood into uh, new troopers so that they become force sensitive, if you will. Yeah, I hope I hope that there's more to the dark troopers than what we saw, because to me, they they seem kind of stiff and they seem kind of, like you said, just droid ish. Um, well, you know, when I saw them, you know what they reminded me of the most? Um, Nick droids from Empire Strikes Back. No, I was going to say completely different uh, movie, but the <laughs> the cheap knockoffs that uh, was it Justin Hammer did in Iron Man oh, 2. Yeah. You know, that's how they kind of like landed and looked to me. Yeah, so. I can I can buy that. Yeah. Ugh, well, so, anything more anything more on this epic episode? Because it was pretty awesome. No, I think Yeah, I mean it was 34 minutes, but it was 34 minutes that was pure awesomeness. It was, and and I can't say it enough. I think they did more for the Star Wars franchise in that 30 minutes than uh three films did <laughs> yeah for real and that's that's not even like lying at all like that's that's not your state i don't know i think that's all all we got for this one yeah we've uh we've done a pretty good uh series of work tonight gentlemen yeah 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 so uh we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here tonight's episode was brought to you once again by the uh, great people at st john's brewing and uh tonight's beer that was joining us was the breakfast brown What Nine. was what what was Brody drinking? Uh chalky no. milk. Chalky milk. Yeah. Did he have any chicken nuggies? No, he was having salted peanuts, so. <laughs> yeah, he almost <laughs> choked on one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was funny. That was that was my favorite part. All right. Well, like we close every episode, uh, go back and check out our old stuff. Check check out our old episodes and uh let us know if there's anything you want to hear about or anything you want us to talk about. Wait, stop. What? Just a final reminder for everybody. Uh, I did a post on the Nerds and Beer page today, and I don't know if people are aware, but Wanda Vision will be releasing, premiering January fifteenth on Disney Plus. So make sure you check that out. Sweet, that's like six weeks away. Yeah, it's not very far, really, when you think about it. And you know what the best part of that'll be? What's that? We will be the hell out of twenty twenty and into a very much better twenty twenty one. Hopefully, hopefully so. Um, we will have, uh, yeah, so we got WandaVision, Disney Plus, um, January 15th, Christmas Day, HBO Max, uh, they've reached a new uh, deal with DC, and a lot of their films they're going to be releasing on HBO Max. So Wonder Woman 84 will be released Christmas Day on HBO Max. So if you have that, you can watch that. Sweet. Um, anything else? No, I think Kenobi is starting to shoot uh, next month in London. That's going to be awesome. Yep. And yeah, we're just uh, spreading the love on the rumors about who's going to be cast as Grand Admiral Thrawn. (laughs) Steve Buscemi. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. (laughs) So uh, that's all I've got for that kind of stuff. So Brody, again, second time in the night. What do people need to do? Uh, Wash your hands and wear a mask over your mouth and nose. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. So go back and check us out on Spotify, Anchor, and check us out on Facebook. That's about all I got. So 
Good night, Nerd Nation. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey, Napoleon, what'd you do all last summer again? I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting wolverines. Did you shoot any? Yes, like 50 of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? What kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12-gauge. What do you think?